Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast, where we teach you to take your solar business to the next level. My name is Taylor Armstrong, and I went from $50 in my bank account and struggling for groceries to closing 150 deals in a year and cracking the code on why sales reps fail. I teach you how to avoid the mistakes I made and bring in the top solar dogs of the industry to let you in on the secrets of generating more leads, following up like a pro, and closing more deals. What is a solarpreneur, you might ask? A solarpreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. What's going on, solarpreneurs? We are here live in Las Vegas. guess it probably won't be live by the time you hear it, but we have uh, Mr. Josh Peters on the show here on the podcast. Josh, thanks for coming on with us today. Absolutely, yeah. I'm super excited to be here with you. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And Josh, he is the uh, director of experience here at Your Energy Co. If you're watching the video, he's all decked out in the gear. Yeah, you can see. And, Representing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we're lucky because he's about to roll out on the doors himself. That's right. So he fortunate enough that he would give us some time before he gets on the doors here on a Saturday. So uh, Josh, excited to have you on. And um, you've obviously been super involved in recruiting over the years. I know you're just putting together um, a whole experience now for these recruits coming in. And it's super valuable for our listeners to just hear how to recruit the right way. And obviously you're doing a lot over social media, digital recruiting, which is super valuable, super important in today's um, just kind of landscape with things, especially during COVID, I bet, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Especially nowadays, back in the day, you could just post an ad on Craigslist, but today you have social media and that's the biggest push for where people are. And so wherever the people are is where you go to recruit, obviously. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Huge. And so many people I see do it the wrong way, as I'm sure we'll touch on. So before we get into all that, um, do you want to kind of tell us about your like door to door background, how you got into solar and I guess how you kind of transitioned into all these recruiting uh, roles you've done over the years? Cool. So yeah, I started about five years ago in the door-to-door industry. Um, I got started in Kirby. So all you guys out there, um, if you don't know Kirby's, the vacuums, they've been around 107 years. So they're like the biggest sales org when it comes to -to door-to-door sales. Um, And the funny thing is, I didn't even know it was a sales job. I just applied to a position. I was like, cool. It says 2,000 a month. I'm going to go work there. Um, And so when I got there and they were like, this is a sales position, uh, it was Kind of a shocker for me because I'd never done sales. Yeah. So I was just like, well, I'll give it a try. Um, and so when I got into Kirby, you know, obviously I dealt with the difficulties of not doing well my like my first few weeks. Uh, but then when I caught on, um, I actually made my way to being the top salesman in the office. Uh, I got promoted to being team leader. Um, and then the next promotion I had after that was into a recruiting position. Okay. So um, I did sales for quite a bit in Kirby, and then I moved into a recruiting position where there's still sales involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's, it kind of taught me a lot about uh, what a good process should look like for a sales company on how to, you know, create a pipeline, how to, you know, interview these people, how to hire them, train them, um, okay. and then get them to their first sale. Because okay. uh, as director of experience, you know, one of the things that's the biggest part of my job is retention. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've started to learn from, from my first recruiting job all the way up until here is, is that experience of making sure know what keeps people into a business what keeps people at the company yeah um but yeah so i, I did kirby for about three years um, the last two was was basically just me hiring people training them um okay. and and recruiting um then after kirby i got into selling water systems i did water systems on the doors for a while 
Nice. Uh, the water, like the full water filtration, water softeners, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I, I helped that guy build out his recruiting platform as well. Um, nice. And then uh, the timeline didn't work on me for that one because he wanted to start recruiting like a year later. And mm. I was like, well, I want to do it now. And it just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, but then uh, after that, at, well, while I was at that job, I actually, um, we were on a sales call with the door experts. It's okay. kind of funny. Yeah, That's yeah. where I first got introduced to the door experts. Huh. And while we were on the sales call, um, I actually applied to go work for them. Oh. Um, and so that's how I got my job at Door to Experts, okay. uh, working in their recruiting department. Okay. Um, so I went to work with them. Uh, I started out just as kind of like a, like setting the position or setting the interviews for like the senior recruiters. Um, okay. And then after about a month, I got uh, promoted into a senior recruiting position. Um, and it's then when I started to work with all the different industries, right? Because uh. I had only done Caribbean water systems before that. Yeah. But then I started to work with pest control uh, companies, solar companies, roofing companies, garbage companies, you name it, right? Nice. We would recruit guys for all these different industries. Um, and while I was there, I started to, to work more, uh, more personally with solar companies. Mm. Um, and that's where I started to see kind of where the real opportunity is. Yeah. You know, because I've been in sales. That. Like you were in pest control sales before, yeah, right? Uh-huh. Um, and obviously, you know, there's money to be made in different industries, but the, the money I saw that was, was to be made in solar and the opportunity in solar is where, where my interest really started to peak. Yeah. And so yeah. that's when um, I started researching into, you know, different solar companies. I started looking into that opportunity. Um, and that's when about eight months ago, I got connected with Jerry. Okay. Um, and he talked to me about, you know, starting this company, Your Energy Co., and, and building something that would be uh, very easy to to aggressively grow and expand as a company yeah. um, and kind of all the, the ideas that he had for the company. So yeah, I started working with him about eight months ago um, and then I came to work for him. I quit the job there at DD Experts and I came here about two, three months ago. Okay. Yeah, you've been through a lot, man. A lot of experience, <laughs> a lot of different things. Oh, yeah. So yeah. That, that's interesting and it's cool. Um, I mean, we've, I've heard a few people few people on the podcast that have transitioned over into kind of more recruiting roles like yourself. And so for you, was it um, like, did someone recognize, hey, this guy is super good at recruiting. Let's put him over more recruiting role. Or was it you, you kind of just liked more the recruiting type stuff. So you did it yourself or how did that work? How did you first transition yeah. into more uh, recruiting stuff? So it was actually really cool um, because at Kirby, the way they structured it is they was, t- they would tell you all the different positions that you could attain um, okay. through the company uh, all, all the way up until earning your own office, right? Because at Kirby, it's a franchise. You can you can have your own office, right? Okay. Um, and when they talked to us about it in the training class, one of the positions was the recruiting position, right? They call it uh, DPS, which I don't even remember what it stands for. DPS. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. it's something about, like, personnel something. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, when they talked about that, it was what piqued my interest from the very start, actually, because I, I really love working with people. Yeah. Um, I love to have the opportunity to teach people stuff. But at the time, obviously, I didn't have anything to teach them yeah. right like I mean I, I wasn't good at sales yet and so after I'd, I'd gone through the sales process after I, I knew what I was talking about I had the product knowledge the sales knowledge and the door knocking knowledge mm-hmm. um, I, I got to the point where I was like I didn't feel fulfilled just selling you know and so for me the fulfilling part of things was when I got into recruiting you know helping other people to be successful Right. Okay. And, and just like with any sales company, you know, you hire a lot of people and a lot of people fall off. Okay. Um, and so that was one of the things that kind of got me started on a journey of figuring out the best way to to not only bring people into a company and to train them, but to keep them. Because I think uh, 
everyone in this industry will agree that the biggest issue we have when it comes to recruiting is drop off, you know, yeah. and yeah. and that constant cycle of trying to get people into the company and the churning. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's where I kind of started to find the passion for recruiting, um, for working with reps, uh, and and the training side of things. Because yeah. I mean, I loved the sales; I was good at it. Like yeah. when, once I figured it out, you know, I, I could go out and make some good money. Yeah. Um, but for me, I always thought it's a lot cooler to see the fruits of your of your labor in other people. Yeah. Because right? like uh, the fruits of my labor when I was selling was the money, right? And that was cool. Yeah. Um, but then it's a whole different level when you can take, you know, 10 people at a time in a training class and put them through like a product training, a sales training, and then a door knocking training and see them have success in their first week and see them get excited and see them make money. Uh, I really got addicted to that process. Yeah, that's 100%. awesome. Yeah. And now I see so many people that just want to bring in more recruits. It's like putting band-aids on, you know, open bleeding wound. They just want to bring in. 100 recruits yeah. but yet they have no system set up to like nurture these recruits and then they're surprised when all these you know all these guys People just drop off up. after two weeks <laughs> so i've seen companies go out and hire these recruiting agencies just get tons of leads coming in mm -hmm. have you know, 50 people show up to a recruiting meeting and yeah. then but yeah if they don't have a structure a process in place a way to nurture all these things the way systems like you guys have set up here at your energy co then I'm sure you've seen it too. There's a huge drop off and people just quitting after a week. And well, I got, I got very training. fortunate because yeah. the office I worked for in Kirby, um, the entire idea was retention. Yeah. There's a lot of offices in Kirby where it is just churn and burn. Like yeah. you get a person in there, you can make a sale off a sale or two off of them and then they'll, they'll leave. And that's like, um, that's like common. Right. Yeah. But the, the office I worked for, the biggest thing that we tried to focus on was the retention um, was the career growth was like their path into a successful salesman. So yeah. um, even though like, yeah, you're right. There are so many companies out there that they're just like, it's, they think it'll take more work to, to retain like six good people than just to keep hiring over and over again, like 10, 15 people that are going to drop off. Yeah. Right. And, and it might be a different type of work, but it's, it's way better to, to have a good solid team of six people because those people are what's going to attract and retain even more. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, for sure. Yeah. So just getting that core of people and building it out. And I know some people don't have like, you know, recruiting people over recruiting, but for me, as I've seen the companies I work with, like hire people to more nurture these recruits and build mm -hmm. out systems, build kind of like a map, a pathway of things they need to do. Um, you know, just starting the job. I think mm -hmm. that helps a ton versus just, you know, saying, okay, let's start, go uh, dump guys off in an area and, you know, <laughs> tough to have, have them have success like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for you, Josh, like what are some big mistakes? You've, I know you worked with like DDD experts and you were seeing just companies all over the place, um, you know, helping them with their recruiting. So when you were going into these companies and helping them build out their processes and helping them recruit, what were some like big mistakes that you were seeing and yeah. things that they were doing wrong? Um, you actually hit the nail right on the head of what I wanted to talk about. And it's, and it's basically in one word, it's, it's attention, okay. right? Where, whereas like you said, you know, a lot of these companies will go out without the systems and processes built out yet. Mm -hmm. They're just, you know, cause when guys start a company um, or they, they split off or whatever they're doing, um, what's the first thing on their mind? I need to make money, yeah, right? Um, and I want to do it fast. And so sometimes what they'll do is they'll step over the simple things that could that could keep um, or that could start a good process and just get and try try to get right into the money making. And, and so the biggest issue I've seen, especially in the door door space, is uh, they think that they think that they're behind the curve, mm -hmm. 
It's just like people with like crypto, for example. Like if yeah. you see something spike, people are, oh my gosh, I have to buy it now, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so, so the biggest issue that people have when it comes to recruiting is, you know, if they start a company, they think that they need to have just like 50 people in a training class right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't have a hiring manager. They don't have a, a training person. They don't have an onboarding process. They don't have like a training program put together for these reps once they get there. Yeah. And so even if they do get those 50 people in a room, um, believe it or not, you know, reps aren't dumb. Like yeah. y- you get 50 people in a room. They're smart enough to know like if the processes are off, if these people know what they're doing. It's just like um, having product knowledge and sales knowledge isn't good enough yeah. when it comes to just to, to training reps to be successful, right? Um, because as most people have learned in this industry, sometimes what you do isn't a generalized good thing for every single person to do, right? right? Like, especially if it's reps that have never sold before, um, like your, your pitch and what you do, your nuances on the door, like you can't just teach that. You can't just transfer it to them, yeah. right? So putting together these processes and making sure that you have a, a, a simple, like from, uh, apply so like from applicant to onboarded and on the team mm-hmm. having those steps down right okay. um and just a quick outline of what that would look like right is so you've got your ads so whatever platform you use to run your ads whether it be zip recruiter indeed facebook um craigslist whatever you're using okay um honing that process because uh, one of the things that i saw when i was working with these companies because everyone's already doing their own recruiting right yeah. A lot of people use Indeed. Um, a hard part about Indeed is if you don't know the tricks behind it, Indeed's telling you to spend like 200, 300 bucks a day. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you figure out what you're doing. Yeah. And, and, and Indeed's going to tell you that, right? Obviously, because yeah. they make money off of you. Um, you don't have to spend that much money. You can <laughs> optimize your ads way easier than that. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, and so that was one of the first things I would teach um, these companies because after they were done with us, they were going to continue recruiting. Yeah. Right. Like after we had sent them people and, and they'd been in, um, in our little program, they were going to continue recruiting. So I taught them you know, how to optimize their ads, what you know, keywords to use, how to make it look best. Because when people are scrolling through Indeed, um, they're looking at titles. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they're looking at titles. I think that was the 29 minutes. Should okay. we restart that? Yeah, pause. Yeah. Let's do it. We can edit it. Yeah. Right back into what I was saying. And then, um, yeah, sure. Did you have? Yeah, I think we're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Where where you're? Yeah, at? I was just talking about like how people apply on Indeed. Um, the first thing that they'll do is they'll scroll through and they'll notice titles, right? Okay, yeah. Um, so you want to have a good title, and then the next thing that they notice is the pay. So, uh, whatever it is, the industry standard. Um, it depends on the type of person you're trying to recruit. So you have to understand, um, I know lots of these companies are like, I want experienced people. Experienced solar guys aren't on Indeed. Yeah. Most of the time they're not. You want to know why? Because they have connections. Like yeah. if they're an experienced solar rep, they know about all the other companies. That's more of a headhunting type of thing. That's yeah. more of I'm going on, on social media and I'm trying to find these people. I'm, I'm talking to people in the industry. So if you're using Indeed, it's mostly people that might have some sales experience in the past um, or who would be a good candidate, right? So you have to make it a more realistic-looking pay. Uh, Some of the biggest issues I saw with that is solar companies will get on Indeed and they'll put, you know, $200,000 to $400,000 a year. Yeah. 
And these people... It's like too good to be true for these people. Not even that, but they do not feel like they qualify for that. So why would you... They wouldn't even apply to the job because they're like, there's no way I could get a job that pays that high. Because if they're going from $40,000 a year, yeah. in their head, they're not worth $400,000 a year. That's true. Right? Um, so that was another thing. So the, that's one of the, the first things that they'll see is uh, they want to see the title and then some type of pay that makes sense in their head. Um, normally, I would like to do just like, you know, sixty to 80000 okay. um, just because... If they were making forty thousand a year, for them sixty would be an awesome jump, but it's not impossible, yeah. right? And if they're in that fifty to sixty seventy range, then sixty to eighty is it's doable, right? Yeah. And they will apply. Okay. So that's just it's just one of those psychology things you can use when you're using like Indeed um, to help people apply. Yeah, it probably depends on like the market too, like which area they're in. That's okay. true. Yeah, it depends on the market, but that's just in in a general sense that that usually helps best when you're talking about Indeed. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, but yeah, and then just the next thing would be, you know, you've got the ads down. That's the first step. Then when they apply, what what are you doing? Uh, there's there's different ways to do it, um, and I'm going to say this from the start. Mm. I am not a fan of group interviews. Yeah. Okay. I, a lot of people do them, and I've I've heard people tell me they're like, oh, they're the best thing. They work. Um, I think they say that because they think it's a better use of their time. Yeah. I disagree. Uh, okay. I've never seen group interviews be as successful because here's the problem with group interviews. The type of people you're looking for, if they're in the same room as someone that looks like they're not even competent, right? looks like they shouldn't even be able to get this type of job, um, and, and they see that that person got the job, they won't come back. Yeah, their trust level goes down. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and then, like, uh, normal people are used to going to interviews one-on-one, uh, or the higher level reps are used to one on one interviews. Yeah. So what you're the funny thing is when you're doing group interviews, you're weeding out the type of people you want to just get the lower hanging fruit. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and that's that's my opinion. That's what I've seen in the industry. That's what I've dealt with the last you know four years of rec- of recruiting that I've been doing. Um, people still do it, and that's fine. Yeah. If it, if it gets you the the numbers that you want, that's cool. But I recommend having a better process, and and the the best process I think uh, when it comes to the way that you like handle these applicants um, is is a two-touch system, right? Okay. So like once someone's applied, um, you can either do it through text or a phone call, but you, you text them to set up a time to interview. Okay. Um, and then you do the interview. So it's a two-touch process. Um, and with that, uh, after, after that interview that you do with them, um, another big problem that people have in the industry is just jumping the gun. Right. Just like offering them the job right off the bat. Offering the job right yeah. off the bat. Okay. They're like, oh, this conversation has been great. You have the job. Um, and, and the funny thing is, and, and this is a little tip I, I, I learned from Brandon Hall. Uh, it's a really, it's a funny way to think about it. Okay. But, you know, like, one, something that, that people do in the door-to-door industry is they try to sell the job to you. Yeah. Right? With recruiting, it's different. You're not trying to sell the job. Like, uh, people normally are trying to sell themselves to the job. Right? Mm-hmm. And so the funny way he describes it, he's like, uh, if I was in an interview to be a firefighter, right, mm-hmm. and the guy was telling me, and, and I was telling the guy, I was like, look, man, I'm going to be the worst firefighter. I'm not going to be able to put out the fires. Like, I suck. People are going to die. And the chief was telling me, dude, it's perfectly fine. Like, you'll get paid. It'll be, it'll be cool. Like, you're going to do an awesome job. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. It makes zero <laughs> sense that someone would say that, right? Or like That's to be how a lot doctor. of people are doing it. And yeah, it's 100% how they're doing it. Yeah. They're like, they get people that come in. They're like, oh, I've never worked commission before. I'm not going to um, get it. Knock I'm, on not gonna, I'm not going to get it. Like, I'm, I'm going to suck. 
And these interviewers are like, dude, it'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> like, you're going to make money. That's you're you're going to become a millionaire. Like, all those type of things. Yeah. And it's just like, you would not do that. <laughs> you would not do that in a regular interview. True. And so the, the thing is that we're trying to get away from in, in the recruiting industry, right, is we want people to understand that this is a job. Yeah. Right? And I know you guys are all 1099, right? But this is an opportunity for them that they still have to earn. And if people earn something, they treat it way better, right? Yeah. Um, if people just get something, they it's not something that they value. And so that's the mentality that you have to go into. It's just like sales. You have to have a mentality, right? Yeah. So when you're doing interviews, when you are a recruiter, the mentality that you need to have going in is that this person needs to earn this job, Yeah. right? This person needs to earn the position because if they don't, they will be the person that in a week, they're not going to knock doors and they're going to leave. No doubt. Right? And so the value comes from... Um, switching up your mentality, switching up the way that you do your interviews uh, to do that. And the reason most guys don't do that is because they're scared that it's going to like run people off. Yeah. Right? They're scared that if they make the process more difficult, that they won't get as much as many numbers or as many people in there, where it's not true. Like, yeah, you will weed out people, but it's you don't want those type of people in your company anyways. Right. Because like I said from the start, if you have a solid team of people, a solid like five, six people that are your core people, um, that are that are you know bought in that believe in the company, um, and that they earn the position. Those guys will attract way way more people and retain more people than if you have a constant stream of new people coming in that feel like they didn't earn the position, um, and feel like they can just leave whenever. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? I think it takes so much energy to drag these people in that didn't even want to be there in the first place oh you're constantly trying to babysit them make sure they're out on the doors and you're like no i promise it's gonna work yes. if you just put in the time mm-hmm. when they didn't even want to be there in the first place so yep. it's like yeah i don't know i think it's very similar to like selling you know it's if we're like begging people to hey please do this please buy it for me like no one's gonna do that right no, <laughs> so it's, it's like almost the same concept it's the exact same concept yeah. right and and the funny thing is it's just like People have called me harsh before when dealing with reps, and they're like, I thought you're like a director of experience. Because mm-hmm. um, I think our last training class, uh, a guy asked me, he's like, you know, what if I'm, I'm messing up or whatever? I was like, uh, I'm, I am a believer in 100% accountability, and I believe that if you want to be here, you will be here. If yeah. not, I'll tell you to leave. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not, like, obviously you have to babysit new reps, right? But babysit them when it comes to product knowledge and sales training. You don't right. babysit them when it comes to, like, these stupid complaints and, and things that they talk about. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's, it's funny, like, for example, when people are on the phone with me doing an interview, right, mm-hmm. um, and if they say something along the lines of, well, what if I make zero sales? You know, most guys, are what are they going to say? They're like, oh, no, it'll be fine. We'll make sure you, you make money, you get sales. Yeah. You know what I say? I go, so you're telling me you're going to be the worst performer in the company? <laughs> you're, you're telling me you're not going to be good at your job. Is, is that what you're saying or are you just asking a question? Yeah. And and they're and instantly they're just like no 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 I was just wondering like what happens I was like okay cool I, was, I just want to make sure because if, if you're telling me you're not going to do well and that you aren't going to be a good performer for the company I don't want you yeah right like that's that's not who we're looking for and their mentality instantly changed because what guys are scared to talk about in interviews is commission yeah right they're scared to talk about sales um, because they don't know how to control that conversation. And that's the best way to flip the mentality when it comes to con- controlling a conversation is you treat it like a dumb question because it is, yeah. right? You wouldn't go up to a guy and talk about like, what if I don't make the tacos good enough? <laughs> you wouldn't do that. Yeah. No, and so um, realistically, I think 
as an industry, we just need to start treating it more like a job rather than just like you are trying to bring people in and you're begging them to stay and you're begging them to come because you make money off of them. Yeah. Right. And, and I know it's a hard thing to kind of switch your mentality around because um, just like with sales, every single opportunity you're in, it's your time, it's your attention. Right. Um, but if you're a sucky salesman, you don't want to be in more houses. You want to be studying more and, and learning more. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's not because you're wasting opportunities at that point. And it's the same thing with the recruiting. You're wasting opportunities if every single person that you bring into the company doesn't earn it. Um, they feel like, you know, they're just, they were begged to come onto the job um, and they have to be babysit for every single thing. Yeah. And that's where, like I said at the, at the beginning, attention is one of the biggest things that is difficult for a company when it comes to recruiting because um, they're spending time and attention on these reps that realistically aren't going to perform because it wasn't right from the start. Yeah. Right. Uh, they begged them to get into the, into the company. They told them that they're going to do good. And so because of that, the, the person who brought them in feels an obligation to make them good. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure you've dealt with it and everyone's dealt with it, but how hard it is, how hard is it to take a rep that just absolutely has the worst mentality, just is not good and probably won't last a few days what type of attention do you have to have to spend and put into this person? A lot. Yeah. Like you have to go with them on every single door. Um, you have to like on the third day, go pick them up because they're like, uh, I don't know if I want to come back in. Yeah. No, I'll come get you. Right. Everyone's dealt with it. And so if you focus your attention on, on the right part of the timeline, when it comes to recruiting, you'll see a huge change in your effort because if your attention is spent, um, disqualifying people from working for your company because they're not the right fit, yeah. then you'll see at this point when it's like time for them to, to work and time for them to be taught, your attention can, can be spent in the training. And then when they go out, they'll be much better prepared mentally and just like um, when it comes to the product knowledge as well, that you won't have to dedicate as much time per recruit. Yeah, I love that. It's almost like another big mistake is just, you know, in general in sales, people spending time with unqualified prospects. Mm -hmm. Like how many new reps are spending two hours in a Grandma Jane's house? She's 90 years old. Because <laughs> yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, I could make money here. Yeah, no. So yeah, it's like very similar in recruiting. How many recruiters are spending time with recruits that's, you know, that don't probably don't want to be there or aren't good recruits. And I love that analogy, comparing it to other jobs the tacos, the firefighters, because if you think that way, that's, yeah, it's like a whole different perspective that yeah. I don't really you gotta think about. you got to flip your mentality on it because, yeah. um, and, and like I said before, I understand these companies, the reason they want recruits is because they need to make money, Yeah. right? But but the cool thing is um, with our industries, especially like solar, for example, um, if you don't have enough recruits or money, there's an easy way to fix that. You go yeah. knock doors and sell some. Yeah, right? for sure. And, and so, and so, uh, and a big reason why people start these companies is because they want to start getting away from that. Uh, but they need to understand, like, um, if you don't have enough you know, time or money, like, recruits won't solve that problem. Yeah. Right? It, like, get the money, then the recruits, because then you can focus your attention on what, ac what actually needs to be done. Yeah. You know? uh, so money tips right there. Make sure you are spending the time with qualified prospects. Make sure you're not letting your energy be sucked away by these people that yeah, aren't going to be good fits. And so speaking of not good fits, I know you guys bring in these groups all the time. How, how often are you bringing these uh, these recruiting groups? Every two like, weeks. Okay. Yep. 
So two weeks, they're getting big groups of recruits in, um, and it's really interesting what you guys are doing, just having almost like a boot camp style, getting them in-depth training. And then um, last night, I know they're doing like a scavenger hunt and uh, going out on the doors today. So um, we'll hear maybe more about that in a second, but do you have any stories of, uh, I don't know, like bad recruits or, or like yep. um, interesting people? Yeah, <laughs> come 100%. In during these? Yeah, so, you want, you want so give us something funny or the, crazy. The funny thing is, guys, uh, um, no matter what you do, because there's a vetting process. We have a yeah. pretty strict vetting process. I mean, our first training class, we had 800 applicants and we brought 15 people on. Okay. Right? So we, we, we cut it down to quite a lot because, oh. um, like I said, if you focus your time on the right people, it goes well, right? Yeah. And you don't have to worry about, like, yeah, we could have had probably 60, probably could have had 60 people from the applicant pool come, right? Yeah. But we, we did the we did the interview process. We did it the way that, like, you know, gets rid of the people that you don't want to spend time on. Um, and, but then there are still people that will slip through the cracks, yeah. right? And so there, there was, you know, there was someone that, you know, sounded great on the phone, did great for the training class, but when he showed up... <laughs> We were just like, oh man, like this, this, this probably won't be a good fit. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah. he showed up with a, a button up shirt, but it was unbuttoned all the way down to his belly button, <laughs> didn't have any sleeves on. And he, I don't know if he was just like an actor or something, but he, he like tried to be the most dramatic person ever. Right. And, um, so we, we were like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see if it, if it works out, if we can give him a shot. Um, but come the second day, we had to fire him because we're just like, you're not the right fit for the company. You're just, this is not the job for you. <laughs> so, uh, and that's the other thing, guys. Don't don't be afraid um, to to fire or get rid of people yeah. because they will do more damage in your in your in your um, company um, if you let them stay rather than if you just fire them right there. Yeah. Um, because if you let someone that's not a good fit for the company, not a good fit for the culture, what that does for every other rep's uh, mindset is they're like, oh, well, they, they preach about their culture. They preach about their core values, but this guy doesn't have it. So realistically, what that means is they just want as many people as possible. They want us to make money yeah. for the company, right? Yeah. So getting rid of those people um, will benefit you as a company way more than trying to turn them into a good rep and make them a good fit for the company. <laughs> This guy out knocking doors in his oh uh, in his button up shirt. No, no, no. We, <laughs> we gave him a, a polo to use, but uh, he he wasn't knocking doors. He was <laughs> he would. Uh, I had to shadow him right because yeah. um, uh, we were told that like you know the police they were trying to call the police on him for some reason <laughs> or that no the worst part was I think he might have been saying he was from Envy Energy oh, yeah. so like saying he was from the energy company <laughs> and we're like that's not what we teach at all yeah <laughs> and so I, I had to shadow him and I think all he would do is he's knock, he'd knock on the door and I'd be standing behind him and yeah. the person would answer he's like hey my technician's right here and he'd just walk <laughs> off just leave you so I'm just up. stuck standing there like hi I'm the technician like <laughs> How are you? Like, what's your name? Yeah. I guess I'm going to check your meter. The quality appointment right there. I know, right? That's <laughs> See, that's... <laughs> for you guys that buy leads, those are your appointments, by the way. Those <laughs> those are the ones. They're just like... Yeah, they're people who walk up to the door and say, hey, there's an appointment coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. Well, Josh, um, I know you're about to hit some doors and everything here, so we don't want to take too much more of your time. But last thing I, I kind of wanted to ask you about is you guys are obviously doing this boot camp style like we talked about, bringing in 
hordes of recruits and um, just getting them trained up. So why did you guys decide to do it like this, bring them all in for a weekend and kind of go out? And what's been that experience like doing it like that versus just like, I don't know, maybe the more traditional thing, just bringing people one by one? So well, why'd you guys decide? The biggest that? reason why we did that, Taylor, is because um, one of our, our our mission statement and our biggest goal that we have as a company is, you know, Jerry brought us all together um, because he wants us to be an opportunity company. Okay. Uh, our our mission statement is we want to create the most millionaires in any other company in the world nice. um, through the solar industry, right? And so we decided as a company, we're like, yeah, we could get a traditional office and we could do training classes there. Um, but it does not have the same impo- impact on mentality and mindset for these reps. Yeah. Um, I can tell you right now, you know, um, pulling in in a Mercedes, you know, you know, a Mercedes Sprinter van that's a, an executive van, bringing them in, they see this huge mansion, and they walk in, and they just see just they see success, yeah. right? Um, it puts them in the mindset to actually understand what we're trying to accomplish with them. Um, I mean, we had, uh, like for our training class yesterday, I talked with a few people, and I was like, I wanted to get your opinion. I, I asked him, I was like, being here, does it help you open your mind a little bit more to the possibility of you becoming a millionaire? Um, because uh, what, we, what we have is we tell, these, we tell these reps, we tell these guys that they are future millionaires. We make them say it. We make them um, think it. We make them write it down. Um, and every single one I talk to, they're like, yeah, this, this opens my mind so much. And most of them are Vegas locals. They, they're like, I've never even been to this side of, the, of, of Vegas. Yeah. Like, I've never even been to this side of of the state where it's like the houses and, and like the mansions and the cars. Yeah. Um, and so the biggest reason why we chose to do it this way rather than the traditional get in office and all that, because um, we really want these guys to open their mentality, to open their understanding, have an open mind to what we want them to accomplish. Um, and it's worked amazing so far. I mean, every single person we have on the team, um, it's really awesome, but like we have them send videos and, and they talk to people and they do their own recruiting. And that's a, that's another thing that I'm really big on is internal recruiting, right? Yeah. Um, but every single one of them are sold on the idea that they are future millionaires. They're surrounded by millionaires um, and that they will get to that point. Nice. And it's all because of, you know, how we, how we present it, how we explain it and, and um, you know, just, just what we have available for them within the company yeah and so that's, that's why we awesome. decided to do it this way 100%. yeah that's really cool because yeah it seems like it's almost more like you're giving them the personal development the mindset solar just happens to be kind of the vehicle to that and taking off and yeah there's some guys that's um yeah i mean you're bringing in guys that it's really cool like you said having experienced this type of thing yeah. i think for them to see that versus just going into a traditional office and mm-hmm traditional thing i think that's really cool what it does to someone's mindset to see this even for me i came in and like jerry has his you know bodyguard and (laughs) i've never been in a van like that like dang these these guys are high rollers so really cool experience you do um and so josh last thing um i know we were talking a little bit before we started recording just about the social media recruiting and lots of guys are trying to get in that and I know you, that's another big mistake you see is people doing that wrong. So just for like maybe our sales reps or people that are trying to get more recruits that maybe aren't necessarily going to go hire like a recruiting agency or do this high level stuff that we've been talking about. Yeah. What advice can you give to just people in general that want to maybe use more social media for recruiting and just start Absolutely. bringing in more of their personal recruits and building their own team? Yeah. Well, the first word of advice is um, use it. You yeah. know, that's that's the biggest one is, you know, social media is the next big push when it comes to um, success within recruiting. 
because it's where everyone is, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's funny, but, uh, you know, people scoffed at TikTok, but now everyone's on it, right? It's one of the biggest platforms. And so um, one of the biggest things I see when it comes to social media recruiting, and there's so much I could go into, but I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about uh, your own following, right? So if you, are a, if you are a rep, if you are an owner, if you are whatever, right, you should be using your social media as a platform to kind of um, to highlight your success, right, to, to post, like, your, your accomplishments, your achievements. Um, and, and you can post failures, too. I, I like to tell people be real, right? Like, I mean, I post when I have a bad day sometimes. I post when, when things might not be going the right way. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you always post, like, how you solve that problem. But use it as a way to kind of highlight your success, highlight like, you know, the life you're living and what you're doing. Um, and that right there is what's going to cause, you know, people to start, uh, you know, looking at it differently and, and they'll see what you're doing and they'll, and they'll you know, go through your stories. Um, and it gets, the, it gets the, the seed planted, right? Um, and I think what a lot of guys uh, run into, and it's the same problem, it's patience, right? Yeah. Um, they're like, oh my gosh, I have 5,000 people on my Instagram. Why is everyone not working for me right now yeah. you know and, and so the biggest tip of advice i have when it comes to you know like for instagram for example it's it's touch points okay. right so touch points means like the conversation or the messages that you're sending to these people um so the best market that you have the warm market for recruiting on your social media are, are people that will swipe up and like send emojis right to your stories like the, the hundred or the a hand clap right yeah um, those people, when they see those successes, when they see those stories, they'll swipe up and say something or, or they'll interact, yeah. right? And a lot of the times, guys will, will uh, as soon as they see that, they'll send a message, hey, man, you want to be successful? You want to make a lot of money? I saw that, you, you know, your profile looks amazing. You'll be really great at this. Um, let's talk. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how you, I can't tell you how many messages I've gotten like that on my Instagram in the last five years. <laughs> And, they and you're the one trying to recruit people. Yeah. <laughs> Sending it to the recruiting director. I'm like, like they turned me this. off so quick. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, that looks horrible. Yeah. Right? So so my, my recommendation is when you have a warm market, right, when you have these people responding to your, to your messages, um, just s- small touch points. Like the first thing can be like, hey, thanks for, like, um, thanks for the emoji, like, or just like a, a thumbs up back. Or like what you can do is if you follow them, send them emojis on their stories. Yeah. Like, just get them starting to realize that you know who they are, you know of them, um, and that, like, you see them as well, right? Yeah. So, like, those little touch points. And then, like, eventually you'll see they'll start sending, like, little messages with the, with the, message, with the stories too, right? Like, if you, if you post a, a story of you in Mexico or in a car, they'll be like, oh, that looks so cool, yeah. right? And so letting them initiate it and then like letting that conversation kind of flow because social media conversation is different than face to face, right? Yeah. It happens over a period of time and you have to let it happen naturally and organically. Um, and so like those touch points are going to start to get bigger, right? They'll start like saying, Oh, that looks dope. And then you can be like, yeah, it was super fun. You know, we had, we invited all the people who, who won this or the people who earned this trip out to Mexico and, and um, it was a great trip. Right. And so, yeah. They'd be like, oh, okay, cool, that's awesome. Um, and then they, they might ask a question on the next one, right? They'd be like, what are you guys doing? So, so touch points when it comes to social media are probably one of your best um, ways to not look like a desperate recruiter, right? Yeah. To not look like, you know, the, the multi-level marketing guy, like, um, or <laughs> I love those, those memes you see of, of like the, hey, boss girl, like, <laughs> hey, yeah. boss babe, what you doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Want to come sell makeup with me? Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so those touch points, I, I would recommend to everyone 
um, to start doing that, paying more attention to the people on your social media. Gotcha. Um, and I honestly, you know, I, I think it kind of hit home for me the most when, when I started like following successful people within the industry. Cause when I first got into like Kirby, all I knew was Kirby. Yeah. Right. But then I started branching out. I started, you know, following people in pest control in solar and roofing. Um, you know, I'd follow these really successful guys with really busy lives and all these successful people, um, it would be cool because I did the same exact thing back in the day. Nice. I would send the emoji. I would send the little message. Um, mm. And that's where I started to learn how it worked because they would do what I just mentioned is the touch points. Mm. They wouldn't try to sell the position like instantly, right? They would yeah. just gradually like let the conversation um, like grow. Um, and then they'd be like, hey, I've got this event I'm doing or I've got uh, tickets to this game. You want to come with me? Yeah. And then that's that's... That is the best way to do it when it comes to, you know, hi hiring these people through your social media following um, that initially might not, you know, be looking for a job or might not be looking in that type of industry. But then they see the success. Uh, I mean, I got a message yesterday from someone um, that I, I've known for years and years and years. I haven't talked to him in like six years. But yeah. he sent me a message yesterday. He's like, hey, I, I see all the like the success that you're having. I see the things that you're building up. I've been following you for like five years now. And I've seen kind of the progression, like, what tips do you have? Like, what are you doing? Like, how did you build up the success for yourself? Yeah. And so awesome. sometimes it's just like they come out of nowhere and, and it's just based off of you being consistent with your social media and, and showing people what's going on. Yeah. And like that guy's probably been seeing it for years, right? And then finally reached out to you. Yep. And that's what's cool is because like, yeah, I've gotten a couple of recruits even just the last few months mm -hmm. just from like, yeah, um, I mean, I wasn't that consistent on social media, but last six months whatever i've been trying to post a little bit more and uh these people i mean obviously at first it's not like they're coming right into my lap but mm -hmm. just me posting one of them had like an issue with his other company yeah. they their office basically like you know ran out of reps and was just closing down mm -hmm. so because i was the one posting and um we kind of talked at events things like that i was the one that he reached out to because i built that relationship yeah. he saw us posting out events and things like that that's like you're talking about. That's what's cool is you don't have to beg these guys. They're just organic recruits. They're seeing your posts and they're coming to you. It's almost like a, I don't know, referral and a sell, right? Those are the easiest ones to get are the ones that you're just doing what you're supposed to do, right place, right time. Just you showing up, being consistent, um, having that relationship. Even if it's just the emoji relationship, clapping mm -hmm. when they get a sell, things like that. Guys remember that and they'll go, oh, Josh is cool. I'm going to hit him up, see what's going on. <laughs> So yeah, it's been a, and you got quite a few recruits just coming organically through that too. With yeah, and coming, the coolest you know. thing about that um, that I was gonna say is obviously that's what I do, right? Um, that's what all the executives do. Guess what? It, guess what we do as well? We teach and train all of our reps to do it. Smart. Because uh, you know we might have a following combined of like you know fifty, sixty thousand people as the executives, mm -hmm. but then you start adding recruits um and it's just it just multiplies like yeah. if you get 10 people in there that have a thousand followers that's instantly ten thousand more people that can be accessed right yeah. so one of the biggest things we hit on as a company is social media we have a professional photographer and videographer nice. um, that when once they join the company and we start creating content for them we start teaching them how to post on their stories we tell them as soon as they get in the house they're like yeah man take a story let them know like show the people that you know follow you where you're at what you're doing um create a post talking about how you are a future millionaire and how you're going to accomplish that. And so we get them started from day one on how to utilize their social media to start kind of explaining the opportunity that they have. And so 
Organic recruiting is my absolute favorite way to do it because it costs you zero money. Yeah. Um, and they're always the best recruits because they're friends of people who are bought into your culture, who are bought into your company and your dream, right? Um, and that person convinces them of that. You have to do zero work for that. Yeah. It is my absolute favorite thing to do. And so we, one thing we hit on big is just social media. Nice. So all of our reps, they all follow our internal social media. They all follow our, um, like our company social media. And every time that they're posting, you know, we're giving them this content of them, really cool pictures you know, in Vegas in front of the mansion, um, really professional-looking things to put on their story. We're teaching them to do that. And I think just with this training class, I've had four people tell me they already have someone that wants to come work for okay. us. Okay. Wow. All right. And that's just from them posting the stories, from the, the pictures that they're putting, talking about what they're doing. Yeah. Right. That's huge. And no, I love that you guys have it. I'm seeing that more and more. These successful companies like Simple Solar, uh, I mean, Aptive our company, Aptive, yeah. all these guys, they have like, you know, dedicated video guys, content guys. And they're given access to the reps and having them share all the content, exactly. tag people in it. So I think, yeah, I think that's kind of the future. That's what these successful companies are doing. Absolutely. And no doubt it's working for you guys. So uh, Josh, no, it's been awesome hearing um, and just seeing. It's, I've been here over the weekend with you guys, just seeing the experience. And yeah, it's been a good time. And uh, just speaking, hanging out with you guys, seeing the process. So anyone that's listening, um, I would suggest you guys, you know, consider doing more content with social media. Um, have your reps involved in that process. And then um, just keep in mind all the things Josh was talking about. Make sure you have a process for these, um, you know, Indeed recruits, all these, uh, you know, recruits you pay for too. Make sure you have a process dialed in because if you don't, it's just like pouring water through a, a leaky bucket, right? You're sure. just losing, you know, half the reps that come in when you could be keeping them and retaining them. So I think that's one of the most important things. So, Josh, we appreciate you coming on the show. I know you're going to get out and hit some doors here and everything. Um, so before we let you go, where can people connect with you and hear more about what you're doing? And you want to drop your social media and all that? For sure, yeah. I, my Instagram is just my first and last name, Josh Peters 1996 um, And my Facebook is just my first and last name. Um, and you can find me on those, on those socials. Uh, and then just to kind of touch on what you said, if you have like questions or need advice, I give free advice. Like I, I don't charge yeah. people for advice. So yeah. if you ever have any questions, reach out to me on there and I absolutely will respond. And, um, cause uh, most of the time when I talk to people about recruiting, they just have a thousand questions, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so if, if anyone has questions or want to reach out to me and, and talk and set up a time to call and, and figure out what a better process might look like, I absolutely can do that. Love that. Appreciate that. And yeah, very giving uh, guy here. So definitely hit him up. Let Josh know you appreciated him coming on the podcast today. And then if you have any recruits that like to, you know, knock with their shirts unbuttoned or whatever, then shoot them Josh's <laughs> way too because he loves the recruits like that. Absolutely. <laughs> Get them trained up, be their technician. So uh, with that being said, thanks again for coming on the show, Josh, thanks and we will talk me. soon. Yes, sir. Thanks. Hey, solopreneurs, quick question. What if you could surround yourself with the industry's top performing sales pros, marketers, and CEOs and learn from their experience and wisdom in less than 20 minutes a day? For the last three years, I've been placed in the fortunate position to interview dozens of elite level solar professionals and learn exactly what they do behind closed doors to build their solar careers to an all-star level. That's why I want to make a truly special announcement about the new learning community exclusively for solar professionals 
to learn, compete, and win with top performers in the industry. And it's called Society. This learning community was designed from the ground up to level the playing field and give Solar Pros access to proven mentors who want to give back to this community and help you or your team to be held accountable by the industry's brightest minds for, are you ready for it, less than $3.45 a day. Currently, Society is open, launched, and ready to be enrolled. So go to society.co to learn more and join the learning experience now. This is exclusively for solarpreneur listeners, so be sure to go to society.co and join. We'll see you on the inside.